Hi, this is Jeff Granzo, and you're listening to Chuck versus the Podcast. Hi, my name is Graham Jones, but you can call me Gray. This is my show. It's about Chuck. It's filled with interviews, the latest news, crazy co-hosts, and spoilers that'll make your day. Oh, wait, wait, I need to go back. I host these TV nights. They used to be pretty boring, but everything changed when I found NBC's new show, Chuck. Pretty soon, my TV night got pretty crowded. Guys I didn't even know were showing up the door. Big important guys. Really scary, nasty, get killed for hosting them guys. Next thing I know, these super episodes are downloaded into my brain. Which means every moment of my life, I'm thinking about Chuck. ChuckTV.net sent their top people to protect me. That's Mel and Liz. They're pretty zany. They co-host with me now as a cover. So now I must welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast. The number one TV podcast for NBC's Chuck. This is Gray. This is Mel. And this is Liz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck versus the Podcast, episode 35 for Friday, December 25th, 2009, otherwise known as Christmas Day. How are you guys doing? Good. Pretty good. Ready for the holidays to come and go. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Trying to remind myself to enjoy them while they're here. (laughs) Well, at least uh, this time we have something really cool to look forward to. Yes, we do. And this is also part two of our editor series featuring editor Jeff Granzo. So uh, we're super excited to be able to have the interview with him that I taped actually before my L.A. trip. Uh, We're going to have that at the end of the episode. Well, why don't we get right into the news because there's a lot of cool stuff going on. There are. There's some good stuff as, uh, you know, the promotion train keeps rolling for Chuck, which, of course, debuts on uh, season three debuts on Sunday, January 10th with two episodes, followed by one episode on its regular night and time Monday, January 11th. So we'll be getting three episodes in two days. Mm -hmm. We got the promotional stills for those first three episodes this week. We got our first looks at uh, Chuck, Sarah, Casey, Awesome and Ellie. And it was nice to see them. Hello, old friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you can see those at ChuckTV.net. We've got them loaded for you. Uh, there, yeah, there's some intriguing glimpses of what's to come. Mm-hmm. We also got a sneak peek at a scene from the premiere episode, courtesy of Michael Asiello from EW.com. And, uh, you know, they just keep wetting our appetites for more, getting mm-hmm. us ready. Yeah, speaking of sneak peeks, um, this week, not only Alan Seppenwall, but Mo Ryan uh, just couldn't wait to release. Um, their preview reviews of the first five episodes because uh, everybody's getting, well, not everybody, but a lot of people are getting the first five episodes of the season from Warner Brothers in a press kit to preview. And so uh, he's obviously, uh, there, there's a few spoilers in there, but not not too many. And in general, he's just raving about how awesome the uh, the episodes are going to be. I, I saw a couple of them. Um, and I know, uh, I think Mel got the press kit already, mm-hmm. and uh, they're awesome. We'll talk a bit more about those in the spoilers. Yep. And you can also, uh, well, by the time this is released, you'll see my formal write-up. My advanced review will be on checktv.net, so you can go there for a little more info about what to expect in Season 3. Yep. And uh, there, there's lots of other stuff that's going on. I urge you to listen to episode 34 of the podcast if you haven't yet already. Um, there's, uh, there's lots of news on there about ChuckFest, about the YouTube contest, about the marathon that's going to be on Sci-Fi on January 7th, the, uh, the season two release date on January 5th. Just a ton of stuff going on. So um, there's a, an encapsulated 
news briefs section on that podcast that will tell you all you need to know about all that stuff. However, do be aware that there's a very important change, and that is that Chuckfest will no longer be in San Diego. Because of some early responses that they got from the fans, it was decided pretty early on that they were going to move all of the activity to Los Angeles. Um, and so January 9th and 10th for Chuckfest, if you want to go, I urge you to go to weheartchuck.com for the latest details. Uh, you can find out everything you need to know on that site. And basically, it just means a bigger party in L.A. But do be aware of that change. So what you heard in podcast 34 um, will need to be updated uh, with the new information from weheartchuck.com, which is that Chuckfest is only in L.A., January 9th and 10th. Gray, are you going to enter the YouTube contest? You know, I, I've been toying around with ideas. I I really want it to be creative. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I certainly have the editing capability, but it's just a matter of time. I do have some work I have to do over the holidays. So mm -hmm. I'll see. I'd like to, but I don't want to do just a a plain old one. I, I'd like it to be yeah. something really creative. I was thinking about finding some of my brother's old G.I. Joes mm -hmm. and taping the faces, you know, of Sarah and Chuck and Casey on them. And doing something, I was thinking maybe involving a plant and some silly string. I haven't quite got it all <laughs> plotted out yet, but I think that's a winner right there and nobody yeah. else should apply. I think it's just a given that I will win if I have all of those elements. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I don't know. Again, with the time, the time issue is what's um, really holding me back at the moment, but. Yeah. You know. Well, I don't, I don't know if you guys saw on YouTube, there's a guy who sings a song where there's, there's four or... I don't know if it's four or if it's nine corners, and he sings this Star Wars song where yes. he sings all the parts. I was, I was yes. considering doing something like that, like a Brady Munch kind of thing with the different uh, <laughs> oh, Chuck characters. Fun. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I hope this gets everybody's juices flowing because mm -hmm. that is a really cool, neat uh, contest. And, of course, yes. great prizes for all those contests. Yeah. I wouldn't mind being in the flash. Yeah. Yeah, or on uh, on the YouTube, um, or Chuck on the YouTube page. page. Yeah, yeah, the check me out contest where you the winner gets to be in a flash. That's pretty cool. But I again the time issue. I just haven't really. We've been doing good to catch up, uh, keep up with the the check news as it's breaking. Let alone play the games. So yeah, Woo. we'll leave that to everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it for the news. We're gonna roll right into the interview with Jeff Granzo. I want to welcome editor Jeff Granzo today. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, can't wait to see the fruits of your labor. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so grateful for you uh, spending the time with us today. Um, we're actually sp lucky enough to speak to all three of the editors, so uh, we get lots of different perspectives of the editing process, and that's very exciting. Because I know um, editors are kind of the unsung heroes often. Um, yeah. <laughs> Some people say so, uh, you yeah. know. Come, I pretty much just see it as uh, doing my job. Um, I'm with, uh, in, you know, having a lot of fun doing it, and uh, definitely been uh, happy to work on this particular show for the last uh, couple of years now, and, uh, you know, see where things go from there. Yep. So we'll go right back to the beginning. People always love hearing how people get into the industry, um, and actually there are a lot of, a lot of people who listen to the podcast who uh, are interested in um, not just the process, but sometimes... Um, also uh, are are aspiring to be doing what you're doing. So 
Um, where, where did you first grow up? I'm from uh, Toledo, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty far from California. At, at what point did you decide that you wanted to get into television? Um, well, I went to film school at Northwestern in Chicago, and, uh, you know, just I really kind of gravitated toward editing. I worked on a bunch of student films, and um, just, uh, you know, I just kind of, it just kind of seemed to fit with uh, what I was trying to do. And uh, so I really made a point in college of, like, trying to, as opposed to like trying to come out and you know, just jump right into editing or directing, which a lot of my college or my uh, people I went to school were kind of hoping to do, I was really trying to focus on learning how to be an assistant editor and uh, learning the technical side of things and the organizational side of things, and uh, just did that as much as I could uh, in college, while I was also you know cutting little student films and whatnot. So then, uh, after college, I, I did a couple of jobs in Chicago, but realized I couldn't—I wasn't really making enough money to support myself. I uh, was doing like little gigs here and there, so I went back to Toledo and worked at my dad's company for uh, about six months to get some money together, and then head out to LA. Cool. So, and you didn't think about New York as an option? Uh, no, not really. I just figured that there was probably a little bit more opportunity out here. Hmm. Now, what was your your first break once you hit LA? Well, uh, the first job that the, the, my first kind of Hollywood job was on the show called Together. Uh, it was on MTV. It was a just cool little show uh, about this kind of mock boy band, and uh, you know they had real songs and everything. And uh, I, I got that gig through um, a guy that I had just sat down to with a DMV one day. Uh, he just he just started talking to him. He just you know I got into chatting with him, and he was uh, an editor and. I remembered his name. He was actually at the DMV to change his last name. Oh, you're kidding. I actually looked him up in the phone book, which is, you know, and that was in 2000. So even in there, it's just kind of like, you know, who, who are you going to find in the phone book? I didn't figure he'd be listed, but he was listed. So I, I called him and I asked him if I could send me, send him a resume, uh, you know, just for the heck of it. And it turned out that, uh, he, you know, he called me back a couple of days later. Turned out they were looking for just kind of like a junior level. Uh, assistant editor just to kind of like help him out with FedExing and things like that. So I started doing that, and then uh, I, I uh, our first assistant editor on that show left, so I uh, took that spot. Wow! And and uh, that got me into the. It was a non-union show, and if you uh, you know you get a certain number of days working on a non-union show, then uh, you, you get to join a union after paying a hefty fee. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, so I did a couple of things here and there, you know, nothing, nothing too big for the next year and a half or so. And then uh, I, it was, uh, what was it, fall of 2002, I was, I, I had an interview scheduled for, you know, on the Warner Brothers lot for Gilmore Girls. And as I'm walking out the door, the phone rings, and it's his editor, Norman Buckley, who was cutting a show called Fastlane. Mm-hmm. And he asked me if I wanted to come in and uh, interview for that show. And I said, well, I'm actually heading up there right now anyway. So uh actually had two interviews you know, when the, on the Warner Brothers lot within the span of about an hour. Wow. And um, Norman and I just really clicked. Um, you know, we, I, I had seen the show Fastlane. It was, it was like two episodes in um, with uh, my buddy here at home, my roommate. And uh, I was totally digging the show. And, you know, I, I was, I, you know, he had interviewed a couple of people. And I guess he said I was one of the only ones that really came in and was really excited about the show and mm-hmm. wasn't, like, whining about, like, working particular hours and this and the other things. So, so, yeah, we had a we had a great time on that show, and then uh, the two of us went over to the OC together, and I just he's just kind of been my mentor. 
him through that through the fast lane in the OC, and uh, I just you know can't say enough great things about him. Um, so I, I ended up cutting on the OC, um, you know, working close with Josh and uh, then Matt Barber. I don't know if you, have you talked to the other two editors yet. I uh, we've done a full interview with Kevin Mock. I haven't gotten Matt Barber yet, but I have spoken with him. Um, yeah, so it, Matt and I uh, were both working on the show, and Matt also was an assistant uh, on the OC who started cutting. Um, again, kind of you know under Norman's tutelage, and uh, so we we both went over to Chuck together, and he he assi- he actually went back to an assistant role on the pilot of Chuck that uh, when Norman edited that, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then the two of us uh, started cutting that first season, which was uh, you know the first weeks in that that. Uh, season were just hellacious um, just in terms of like grueling hours and everything just, just because it was just the two of us at the time kevin didn't come on until you know i'd say two months into the process oh wow so you know the whole time we're just saying look we can't do this with two people <laughs> guys it's not gonna work and and uh it's it, that whole situation really kind of screwed up our schedule for like the rest of uh the first half of the season we were trying to play catch up and trying to get everything back on on track but uh we pulled it through wow so you don't see it on screen so obviously you you managed to to make it happen yeah <laughs> so what what was your i mean it sounds like it was a, it was pretty crazy but what was your first experience with chuck was it uh, did you see the script first or did you see the the pilot first uh, i didn't see the script i was um I was not on a lot for i don't remember why i was on a lot for some other reason and i came by they were doing the sound mix and uh, I I saw like the first pass of the sound mix um, with the guys and and because uh, I, I you know I knew I was going to be working on it and uh, so yeah my first experience was watching it on like the big sound mixing stage um, you know what on their you know big theatrical screen theatrical size and it was awesome it was, <laughs> I mean I was, I was totally stoked about it and I mean it was it, I mean it definitely looked like it was going to be a challenge um, to, you know compared to the OC. And it and it has been, uh, you know, the OC the OC was tough, but it was especially you know kind of as I was kind of like learning the ropes and everything, cutting my teeth on that. Um, but this show has just been uh, a lot more challenging. Um, just you know, and you can see it on um, you can probably tell on screen why there's just so much going on. But you know, it's well worth it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, putting it together. Yeah, well, I I really love the OC, and and I can see that uh, it would have been a great show to learn on. And particularly, you've got the the sensitive drama moments, and you've also got some great comedy, which I'm sure really mm-hmm. you brought to bear on Chuck. And then, and then in Chuck, you've got all of a sudden action, and you've got a lot more sort of going on. But maybe you can t- maybe you can talk about some of the differences. Yeah, it was a lot of you know, it was a lot of just like learning how to uh, how to navigate the whole emotional uh, you know the emotional roller coaster, or everything. The you know playing the comedy and the drama, and and uh, keeping it all. Keeping you know, keeping all excited on on the OC and and then uh, you know once we got to Chuck, it was just it was just a lot more involved. It's it a lot more kind of shaping and honing a lot of you know rejiggering scenes, moving them around. I think the the episodes on Chuck have tended to be a lot longer um, for our first passes. Like on the OC, or we had to come in probably I think around well both shows we had to come in around forty two and a half some odd minutes. Our first passes of of the OC would always be, you know, five, six minutes long. Um, our first passes of Chuck have been up, you know, 10, 11, 12 minutes long sometimes, which, you know, a lot wow. of editors on other shows would even laugh at that. Mm-hmm. You guys are lucky. But, 
Yeah, so that was an interesting kind of switch and, you know, just trying to figure out how we get it back down to time with all that. But somehow it's, it's, uh, it hasn't been that tricky. Uh, you know, if we were 10 minutes over on the OC, we would be freaking out. Oh, yeah. Um, some reason the time comes out on this show a little bit easier. I, I can't really pinpoint why. Cause there's, I mean, there's definitely a lot of great stuff that, you know, we would like to keep, but, uh, but, you know, a lot of it's just like, you know, focusing in on the story. Um, and, and it gets better, you know? Mm-hmm. And so what, what would you say, um, have been some of your favorite experiences working on the show? Working with the guys, working with the writers. Um, you know, we have a, we have great writing staff. They're a lot of fun. Um, they had a lot of energy. So, you know, and they, they bring it into the room and, you know, they, and they're very, very smart. They, you know, they, they really know how to navigate the, the show and, you know, how, how to, how to improve it. You know, when they see it on screen and what's working, what's not. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any, like, specific experiences. I, I don't know. Now, one thing fans love to hear about is is uh, behind-the-scenes sort of, um, like, scenes that were cut. For instance, uh, storylines that may have actually changed or been out of order. I- anything in particular that uh, that stands out? Well, one thing that was one thing, probably our most heartbreaking scene that we cut was this was this scene with Harry Tang, um, in, in in sort of a job interview situation. In uh, it was it was the episode it was episode five of the first season when he had to defuse a bomb that was under the Santa Monica Pier, and Harry Tang had this interview scene with this guy from Bymore Corporate, and uh, he was I, I think it was a Halloween episode actually, and he was in this cowboy outfit, and he just just went nuts on this guy, like slamming his hand down on the table. I think it's on a DVD, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I just remember sitting in the editing room, and and uh, one of the guys throwing it out there, just like, look, I hate to say this, but uh, I think the scene should go, just in terms of like. Narrowing, we were trying to really narrow in on the Chuck story, and 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 it just seemed to like break up the action. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, uh, and uh, every one of us were just, we're just like, yeah, you're right. Damn it! <laughs> <You know? laughs> I remember seeing that scene, so I think it was on the DVD. Luckily, uh, I know they they don't always end up on the DVD. Yeah. Over the course of the two seasons now, what would you say were your favorite episodes to cut? Season one. I think my favorite episode, of season one, that I cut was the one that uh, where they it, it, the Russian, the one that Kay, when Casey was involved with the Russian spy, it was kind of Casey's romantic uh, storyline, and mm-hmm. and uh, it was actually J- Josh's idea to put this put uh, Love on the Rocks. On it. Oh, uh, I love that on the Rocks on there, and and uh, I mean that that came along way later in the process, and it was it was just a blast to put that in, like. We, and then we brought it back when he came out of the pool. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I like it. Josh just comes up with these ideas sometimes in the middle of things that you would never think of, and it, they're just awesome. Yeah. Um, then, uh, yeah, season two, I really liked the Thanksgiving episode, which was the uh, Gravitron. Mm-hmm. That, that sequence was a lot of fun to put together. Which was, yeah, I mean, and they actually had, I remember seeing dailies of that were hilarious. I mean, they actually had Chuck um, and, the, and the guy who was after him on this Gravitron. Oh, and, yeah? And spun it around. And, but the, the dailies were were silent. They didn't shoot sound for, the, for that, for the one. It was actually one particular shot that they actually spun him around. And, you know, you see you see Zach and the guy just struggling and just, just giving it their all, to, you know, to act in this scene. 
And then you could you could tell when they yelled cut because I mean it, it, the thing started slowing down and immediately you just see Zach's face just like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I think I'm gonna die. It's just like it's just hard for you. You saw in his face he just he just wanted to die. <laughs> oh man, I hope they didn't have to do multiple takes of that. I don't think so. The the, the other ones the other shots in there were all like. They just kind of cheated things, or they, yeah. you know, they, they just they shook the camera and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, I was, you know, it came out pretty well. Um, oh, it definitely did. Given all that, but you know, given the fact that they only actually spun him around in I think one take, but um, but yeah, I mean, Zach is cutting. Zach is is just great. I mean, the guy is such a trooper. He he really, you can just tell like in the, watching the dailies what a team player he is. I mean, he's you know. If uh, you know, he'll he'll suggest like you know, I, I just I want to do that again, or or was I looking in uh, you know so and so's camera, or was I look I was I supposed to be looking this way or that way, and you know you can tell that he's really sharp and on top of things like while he's while he's acting and while he's you know up there doing his thing. Now, is is there a lot of ad libbing? I know, I know a lot of these guys are good good at stand up and and good comedians in their own right. Yeah, there is. It's fair amount of ad living. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the Morgan, a lot of the uh, you know, a lot of Zach stuff, and and uh, a lot of it makes it into the show. I'm trying to think. Um, trying to think if there's anything right now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do any of the cast members actually ever make it down to the suite and see the cuts in progress? Not as much as you think. I um, unfortunately the uh, the sets are the the stages we shoot on are way on the other side of the lot, so it's a good. It's a good 15 minute walk just to oh, get wow. there. Yeah, I mean they're so busy. You know, I, I, they, I, Yvonne came into my suite one time. Was you know wanted to hang out with the director, and that was the one time I met her. Um, it's really cool and even more gorgeous in person, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they don't really make it down too much. Mm-hmm. Now, without speaking spoiler talk, um, what's your impression of the third season so far? I'm really excited for it. I mean this. Yeah, I, I'm sure that a lot of people have heard that we've we've had to make some budget cuts this season, but uh, you know, from from what I've seen so far, it doesn't show. I mean, it's it, it you know these things are being pulled off great. I mean, we had a we we have a fantastic director working on this episode I'm doing right now, and Peter Lauer. And yeah, I mean, this episode so far is like for, you know from my perspective is coming coming together pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an awesome season. I, mean, I think I know these guys got a lot of big plans uh, for for what they want to do, and and uh, yeah, we'll see how it shapes up. But I think it's going to be pretty sweet. Sure, can't wait to see it. So uh, stepping outside to Chuck a little bit, um, what what's your impression of the fan reaction to Chuck? Um, when when you first started the process, did you expect that it was going to be what it, what it ended up being? It's it's always so tough to tell, and I, and I remember some of the times when you're putting together these episodes, you just you're just like, is this working? And I remember I remember Norman telling me that uh, he and Barbara were at one to- at one point during the pilot process were just so into it. They just he just stepped back one day and just said, is this good? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, just because it's such a I don't know, it's it's got so many levels and emotions and and whatnot, and you're trying to navigate, and but you know. The process—it's just so—it's so rewarding to to see how it's all come together, and and, and you know every, every episode's a challenge. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, I'm getting off a tangent here. Yeah, the fan reaction—the the way I've seen it the most is in, in these uh, Comic Con screenings. We always, you know, it's mm-hmm. always fun to watch the Comic Con screenings on YouTube and and see the reaction. I mean, just how into it these guys are—it's—it's it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, Do you ever check out the the fan websites and forums, things like that? 
Not too much, actually. Josh will always send us emails if there's like a, a really cool fan reaction to something or critic reaction, and, and that's a lot of fun. You know, it, it, that's another thing. Is like the critics, it, 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 as far as I know, seem to have really, you know, like like this show a lot. Uh, my my grandma's always sending articles to me oh, yeah. from the from the Detroit Free Press. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it, it it seems like the fans are behind it, critics are behind it. Now let's just make sure that NBC is behind it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they are actually. NBC really likes it. Mm-hmm. Um and they've they've been they've been great. They've been really kind of pushing for it and, and, and just trying to keep it going. Yeah. Well, we hope it goes a long, long time. Yeah, we all do. Hopefully Chuck will go seven, eight seasons, but where do you see yourself going after that? What what are your aspirations? You know, I, I don't know. It's it's tough to say. Or you know, this is kind of. I've been working with Josh now since, uh, in some form or another, for since 2002. And you know, I love I love our co- collaboration, our team, and um, you know, I'd like I'd like to think that uh, I could do do some more stuff with Josh. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know uh, you know what he's got in the pipeline uh, in terms of uh, TV shows for the next couple of years, anyway. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, just just kind of get out there and meet some people and see what you know, see what I can. I just uh, was able to work on a pilot for uh, you know a short time this spring. Uh, met a great group of people doing that. It was this uh, CW pilot, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, I don't know. We'll just kind of just kind of see what happens, I guess. Cool. And do you have any other projects or charities that you'd like us to plug for you? I, I noticed that there's a, uh, I guess it's a short film that's up on IMDb, um, Waiting. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, um, I, I just, uh, that's something I worked on uh, a couple of years ago, just at, just at my house, um, by a director named Lisa Demain, who actually just got this great group of people together to, uh, to basically do this movie for free. Wow. And uh, it was a lot of fun to work on. Um, you know, it's it was it's kind of you know one of these experimental avant-gardeish kind of movies, but uh, it was you know it was just a fun fun thing to do on the on the old hiatus and got it down into a couple of film festivals here and there. Mm-hmm. And uh, just for the listeners, if you go to imd imdb.com and look up Jeff Granzo, you can actually see the full full movie there. So uh, you can check out some more oh, really? of uh, Jeff's work there. Yeah, oh, it's cool. right right up at the top of your uh, IMDb page. Yeah. So, nice. Very very cool. Well, really, really appreciate you um, taking the time. I think that's about all that I have, unless there's anything else that uh, you'd want to share. No, I think that's about it. Cool. So that's uh, all I have. Uh, good luck, Chuck. Uh, good luck, Chucking. Good, <laughs> good luck editing <laughs> the next few episodes of Chuck, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Great. Thanks so much. Alrighty. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. And we're back. And uh, part three of our editor series will be uh, hopefully next week before or after the new year. Not sure uh, how the release schedule is going to be, but it'll be soon. Cool. I'm really like uh, enjoying hearing the intricacies of putting all of uh, the, the show together. The, I mean, it's just there's so much going on that making it all fit and, and become the episodes that we know and love has to be a challenge. Yeah. 
So uh, that's all we have for the non-spoilery stuff. I want to remind everybody, if you want to be on our email list to remind about voting and new podcast releases, you can send an email to mail at chuckpodcast.com. And uh, there's still time to order the Chuck Season 2 DVD at Chuck is On. And uh, we can always use your your donations or if you'd like to buy uh, podcast-themed merchandise, you can get information about all of this stuff on our website at chuckpodcast.com and also chucktv.net. If you have any questions or comments to share, please email us at mail at chuckpodcast.com. And remember that you can also send audio questions as well if you want to email them to us. We'd love to hear them. And we want to remind you to check out our sponsors. We're very thankful to have Movie Morons Podcast and SyrianJunkies.de sponsoring our podcast in part. And that's all we've got for the non-spoilery stuff. So we want to wish everybody a very happy and safe holiday season. And we'll see you next week. Have a great one, everybody. Happy holidays, everyone. Bye-bye. And we're back. Liz, you've got some spoilers for us. Yeah, we have a smattering of spoilers for later in the season, including the title for episode 3.11, which is going to be Chuck versus the final exam. And uh, we have some set photos for 3.12. And that show they show Chuck carrying what appears to be an unconscious Shaw away from a building. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I can't uh, quite figure out what's going on there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. And I wasn't expecting Shaw to still be around in 312. Yeah, that's quite a long so. stretch. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, in other news, TV Guide's Megabuzz reports straight from Yvonne Strahovski that Chuck's training will bring to light new information about Sarah's start in the biz, including her real name. Mm-hmm. So, we'll, yeah, in the process of Chuck becoming a uh, better trained spy, we'll be learning more about Sarah. And, of course, we know that we're going to be learning more about Casey, too, from previous spoilers. So... It's all about discovery this season, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And in casting news, uh, Mark Shepard joins the show for episode 312 and possibly more. It's a mini Firefly reunion as Mark guest starred on the show that starred Adam Baldwin. And he's one of those guys that's worked on pretty much every show. So it's a mm-hmm. reunion for <laughs> anybody that's worked with him in the past. Probably be difficult to track all that down. That's true. <laughs> he's one of those guys. He's on every show. Yeah. And so now we are going to talk in general about the first couple of episodes. I've only seen two so far. Mel's seen five. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I would say they are awesome. You know, they're starting off the season brilliantly. I mean, it's such, there's such strong episodes to start the season. I'm really pleased with that. And I have to admit, as I was watching them, I was just amazed at how... Much better this season is, considering I thought season two was pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. I really didn't see how they could make it all that much better, but it is. It's just, um, it, it's better in every aspect. The, the The acting is more confident. The writing is more mature. Everything is, everything's good. Everything's really good. Yeah. And, uh, and speaking of mature, it, there's a, there's a logical progression to the characters, but they're, they're still remaining true to what we love the most mm-hmm. about them like it's it's logical that chuck isn't gonna, isn't gonna same this stay the same chuck um as he gets these new abilities as he just 
you know, it has more experience with the team. So, mm-hmm. um, but what it does is what I find it's, it's raising the stakes mm-hmm. for everything. They can get involved in much more significant trouble. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Trouble that affects uh, more of his life too, especially now that, uh, Captain Awesome knows he's a spy. We know that he's drawn into the action a little bit more. And that's that is another way of, uh, for Chuck to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, for uh, to have his brother-in-law involved in the spy world a little bit. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And just in general, the stakes are higher. You're right. And uh, and yet more opportunities for Morgan and Ellie to <laughs> interact. Yeah. Bless their hearts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the bromance is going strong. I know there were some concerns when it was revealed that we would be getting more bromance moments that we would be seeing, uh, Chuck and Morgan spend more time together. Some people were saying, oh, but we don't like Morgan. We don't like the bromance. We don't want that to take over. Don't worry. It's not taking over. It's just, uh, enriching the show. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I thought I was pleased with how all of that was, uh, being carried out and, it's yeah it, it just enriches the show yeah it's it's there's a lot of did you notice that gray there's a lot of especially in the first two episodes kind of calling back to the first season mm-hmm. uh you know now that we're in season three they have a pretty rich mythology that they can pull up pull from mm-hmm. and you know tie things back just acknowledging that these characters have had these experiences and you know, the most obvious, of course, being the return of Karina mm-hmm. in 302. And uh, we, we get to see her and Sarah's uh, friendship a little more in depth, which is nice. It's yeah. nice to see Sarah with a friend. Um, but there are just lots of little inside jokes, not just the spastic colon that we see in one of the previews. <laughs> but there are, there are quite a few inside jokes Yeah, and just references for the fans from, from the beginning. I really appreciated that, and I thought it added a, a nice extra layer to the show as a whole. Mm-hmm. And yet, I I do think so. You could you could drop somebody right into the season three premiere, and exactly. it, and it would still be entertaining for them, and they would be able to follow along. They might get might not get all the nuances and inside mm-hmm. jokes, but um, it would still be very very entertaining. Agreed, and there are enough uh, callbacks to other things that happen there are enough kind of one-off uh what people sometimes call a throwaway line to explain this or that uh referencing things that happened in season two in particular towards the end of season two mm-hmm. to uh to help anybody who's new and yeah. might be wondering okay now what's the significance here there there are just these little references to kind of help tie that together um uh, explain things a little bit for somebody who's new while also giving the veteran viewer uh, a little reward for knowing what it means. Mm-hmm. And we wish we could talk in more detail. Boy, <laughs> couple more weeks. Yeah. Couple more weeks. Yeah, very, very soon. But uh, the advantage of these, these press kits is it, it helps us to um, be very, very prepared when the season actually does come. So we'll be able to talk more in depth um, once we see the episodes live. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you can go check out ChuckTV.net for my um, little more in-depth preview uh, from uh, from the first five episodes. Yep. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, so that's all we got for this week. And uh want to, again, uh, thank everybody for listening. Don't forget to vote at Podcast Alley. 
And we'll see you either before or after the new year. And again, have a safe holiday. Take care. Bye-bye.